Welcome back to the fifth episode of Chai Noon. Five episodes already. Going old, man. Grown old. Four weeks have passed, and uh, a lot has changed since then. But how's life? We were just talking about how life sucks a little bit before then, but uh, might as well just get on the record. Life sucks? Life doesn't suck. Like, you know, I might have been let go from my current job place, but it just means I've got to be more open to opportunities around me. That's all it does. Oh, that's a very optimistic way to look at it. That's not how I would think about it. I'd be going, listening to like incredibly depressing music, forget about it, and like two two days later. I usually get over things pretty quickly. I don't tend to dwell on things, but uh, I guess, you know, that's the price you pay for having like a shit tier memory. But anyway. I was going to say, no, no, it's like, well, how else are you meant to, like, I mean, it wasn't because I was bad at my job. It wasn't because I did something wrong. It was because the company's in financial difficulties. So, you know, as someone who is in revenue earning, I am first to go, especially as a new joiner or someone who is relatively new. And I should be quite happy that I was quite stingent and stingy about having a contract with specific clauses that keeps me on payroll for longer than they want. Oh, okay. So that's a slight bit of a upside. So you're on contract and you're, but you're still, I guess, not for much longer, because now you have to look for a job, right? They won't keep you on contract forever. No, they gave me what, three and a bit weeks left on contract, but they owe me the full month because that's what states in my contract because I'm a bit of a bastard like that. Hey, like people say law school wasn't worth it. You know, it finally pays off, slowly. First part, at least. <laughs> I liked learning about law. I just didn't like learning about advanced law. Law is really fun, but anyways... Uh, you pre-gamed as a result of your being let go for this podcast, right? Oh, sorry, I didn't pre-game. I, I went <laughs> to a really like posh restaurant. Mm-hmm. And before going to the posh restaurant, I had a very large glass of wine. Went to the restaurant, had a bottle of wine. And then after the restaurant, had some more alcohol. Might have included some shots and some cocktails. And then came home. I've sobered up. I had... 40-ish minutes to sober up. I think I'm perfectly articulate. 40 minutes, that's all you need. That's like almost an hour, basically. So if you exactly. can't sober an hour, then are you even a real person? Look, I can't have Asian flush over the phone, can I? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is just a note for the listeners out there. So we always record in the evening, and since he's like six hours ahead of me, he always records to like... 1am, but now you don't have that deadline, so another plus, you get to spend more time talking to me and the listeners, even though we're trying to keep them a bit shorter, I think. I still have the deadline, I still have to go to work tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, okay. Alright, alright. Well, <laughs> never mind, I was getting a little bit too optimistic there. Well, it's not that good of a deal. <laughs> well, you know, in the uh, US they have like severance, but it's more a couple months or a big bulk payment, but uh, that's only if like, you're a valued employee. I've not gotten, well, I've not gotten fired, but yeah. Anyway, no, I've, got, I've got to do my handover meetings and so on. Okay. <laughs> but this is probably the perfect situation to be in to talk about the main subject that we're going to talk about as we teased last episode, dating. So I think you're in the proper state of mind, but uh, dating, I mean... <laughs> This is just like the eternal struggle between, you know, 
the heavens and the earth, just like how to figure out the other sex for both sides. You know, I'm sure as men, we are infinitely less complicated than women. But uh, yeah, dating, especially when it comes to being brown, I guess. <laughs> to put it bluntly, since this podcast is primarily based around that. But I mean, we're also dudes. So we're going to talk about that side of the equation as well. But uh, you want to start off? <laughs> what do you mean, what do I want to start off? What would you like me to share? <laughs> All right, let's talk about sort of the, the casual sort of observations. All right, we'll just get right into it. So on the Reddit that we've been talking about, our ABC Desis. On uh, the Reddit. On, on the, the Reddit. The Reddit. <laughs> where uh, so every week there's a Sunday dating thread. And a lot of the, com- not a lot of the complaints, well, some of the complaints, uh, some of the things are very similar where it's like, you know, I'm very nervous to talk to this person. Um, like all these sorts of things that happen mostly on the male side, but there have been some females uh, expressing that or like, how do I talk to women or men and all these sorts of things? I mean, has your experience been similar to that? I can't imagine it has been since you're pretty extroverted. Uh, yeah, I was going to I don't know. I think high school wise, yes. But then again, I was in secondary school, sixth form. I was, you know, in the sense, how, how would I put this politely? Fat, yeah, overweight mm-hmm. and not confident in who I was. I think is the polite way of putting it. And yep. so I was a bit more nervous, but then went to uni. And then obviously at university, you can recreate yourself didn't really recreate myself, but I was, I guess I, I had a, a mindset to be more open, more meeting people. And, you know, you, well, I at least explored who I was and was more open. And, you know, you met other people of the opposite gender and you got on and you saw where things went from there. You know, had a few relationships, met a few people, and then, yeah, that that's life. Yeah, that was, sort of like a, a weird not a weird topic i feel like it's sort of a topic that's been talked a lot just in general for like all the advice shows and all that um but i'll talk about sort of my experience uh especially in my like india so in high school and in the early stages of college you know i was very similar like i was fat and then i lost a lot of weight going to college so that was my recreation but in high school i was also very sheltered as you guys may have picked up on this several podcasts before then so like you weren't very sheltered you were like you sound as though you were what are they called a gopher in the gopher? u.s what like, do you mean you like were... I, was, I was uh told to do stuff no no like you were like what, what's the animal that looks at a shadow oh groundhog groundhog like you were a groundhog but like you only saw your shadow when you were 25 yeah <laughs> that's, that's funny because that's basically it because uh, in my mid-20s i didn't care about women at all because i was like too busy being like just thinking about myself and like being very not confident with myself especially when i was sort of realized like uh, i don't really like how i'm looking and all these sorts of things and then once i started getting back in shape and dating more then sort of the uh, the fact that i was indian sort of crept on me more but yeah, in the, in the early stages of high school and college, it was just like, you know, whatever. And there wasn't really formal dates. It was just like, you know, going to a random frat sometimes and then hooking up with the girl. And then sometimes you got for classes after that. And then other times it was just like, you know, 
doing academic stuff and boring shit like that. So it was very much like not something I started actively seeking until I got older. I know that sounds very weird and stalkerish, but I mean, that's the truth, whatever. I mean, it doesn't sound stalkerish, it just sounds plain weird. Don't worry about the stalker part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was trying to think, like, was it a weight issue? Like, for me, was it like, a self-confidence issue before I started dating? I think, to a large degree, yes. And I think that must be the same for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the first key to anything, like, you know, I think I've been in enough dates and a decent, like, quality relationships to understand that the first thing you have to do is, like, you have to care about yourself. You can't care about anybody else until you care about yourself. It's like, once you actually like who you are or like certain aspects of who you are, then everything just becomes much easier because nobody wants to be with somebody who's, like, permanently depressed or stressed or anxious because then they'll just be constantly feeling the need to reassure them. And uh, that, that yeah. goes beyond dating. That's like pure friendship. Oh, no yeah. one wants to be with like someone depressed because life's too short. That's yeah. uh, maybe not depressed is right the word. Like no one wants to be with someone who's like constantly not happy with who they are. Yeah. I don't know. And as somebody who was that way for quite a bit in my mid twenties, like that's a, a common issue. Don't be afraid to ask and seek help. We're probably going to have a mental health episode in the future, but uh, the key to getting in a place where you want to start dating and stuff like that is to like yourself. And then you can start liking other people. Or you can do both, but it'll go better if you like yourself. Yeah, because, you know, I'd say no one's going to be the narcissist, your narcissist apart from yourself, right? At least yeah. I used to tell my roommates, and he, he used to shake his head. All, all of them used to treat their heads like, but you know, you, self love comes first. Like, you, if you're unhappy with like who you are, mm-hmm. then where you're going or your like perceived perspective of yourself, then it's very unlikely that you're going to find someone else who is going to join you on that journey or who agrees with you. True. Yeah, I, I, it is. It is all about the journey. <laughs> that was very profound. I was like thinking about what you said for a moment, and then. It, it resonated with me for a second. What, what did they say? In wine, there is truth. I've drank a lot of wine to the most yeah. the truth comes out. <laughs> In vino veritas. I think that's Latin or something. Look, we, we, we won't like speak non-work languages. Right? <laughs> speak actual living languages. Uh, so I won't break out the Sanskrit or anything. <laughs> it's okay. All I know that in Sanskrit, my name means uh, Ray of Sun, which is probably the complete opposite. And also, my name is like a very common chick's name. So... If you Google my first name, you're just going to see chicks across the board, which I think I mentioned on a previous episode, but whatever. <laughs> That's like one of the only Sanskrit words I know is my name. It may, mine means, my name is made up, so like, it's all right. <laughs> right. So this sort of goes back, uh, I guess, just tying this to the idea of being Indian and all that. Like, why do you think it's such a, a common problem among Indians of both genders, but especially for male? Is it because like, uh, I think part of the reason is that there's a lot of pressure academically or parentally or even like just growing up that you have to excel in this one area and then you're sort of just supposed to figure out everything else by yourself. And then because it, it is a common thread that reoccurs in all of these various topics that happen every week. It might not be as prevalent in other 
areas. Or it might be just as prevalent in other, like in for white people and Chinese people and all those types. But it happens a lot with Indian guys. I've come to know. I think, off the top of my head, at this like state of mind, I would have to blame the patriarchy, mm-hmm. because if you look at the way a traditional Asian family is set up, you know the the male like like when I mean the traditional, I mean. If you ask your grandparents or your parents, it's normally like your dad or your grandfather or the male in the house being the breadwinner and your sort of wealth or your, not wealth, your your value, your self-value is based on your job, your income, whatever you can provide for your the rest of your family. And that's changed and is changing and that's a good thing. But in that sense that we haven't realigned what is expected of men in a non-patriarchal system and that is a process to be resolved and so i mean actually no we're meant to be equals but that hasn't i guess filtered down into all manners of society or the way we think or the way our parents act or our grandparents and the rest of the culture acts and because of that there's a lot of pressure to do well academically do well um, job-wise, because otherwise you don't really seem to have any value to the community, which is ridiculous, because you can have value by being a good person yeah, by helping out. About perception. If you think it is true that your only value is through these various occupations that you have, then you're gonna believe it's true, and uh, that's interesting. I never thought it was like a more of a traditional aspect because if you look around, just everyday areas across the world i think yeah i think indians are a bit slower to modernize maybe it's just immigrants in general like maybe indians back home are just like completely modernized and i just haven't had that much interaction with them i could just be be speaking completely out of my ass i have no idea but uh maybe immigrants in general are more more reluctant to part with traditional ways because it really ties them back to the community so that's why you have to excel in academics and then uh you know love and all that can come sort of later when you you have everything else established i was gonna say like well are your parents the one who left india or were your grandparents no my parents but for about 30 years 35 years i was gonna say it's like it's like when your parents like left india when my great great grandparents or great grandparents depending which side left india it's they left with that connotation of india Mm -hmm. which is Probably, which is not the same as modern India. Right. At least my experience of it. Yeah, I'm sure when you go back, you will have a different experience. Yeah, because I don't have the the kid glasses on. <laughs> oh, I like... well, forget the kid glasses, but it's like more than what your parents or your grandparents or whoever would tell you about the country. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like how if you ask, I don't know, someone like from the generation above you, I guess like the non-immigrant friends you have and ask their parents or grandparents about the states and their views on the states and their cultural identity to the US is different to what people your generation will say about the states. Oh yeah. So in that sense, it's I guess the ties, you know, you leave like people when they left India they they've left with that connotation of India and that's what's been passed down. Yeah. I don't wanna... know how, pretty drunk so i don't know how what i'm saying half the time <laughs> no it makes sense like they have 
this version that they've sort of built up in your head. Like, you know, whenever my parents talk about India, they talk about Bangalore in the old days, or my dad mostly. My mom doesn't talk about it as much, but it's not like I ask her as much because uh, my dad likes talking about it more. But, you know, Bangor in the old days, you could walk everywhere, you could ride a bike everywhere, everything was covered in green. And then when I went back, you know, 10 years ago when I was 18 or 19, there was like barely any green except a couple of gardens. So, and now he's like, well, everything is awful, basically, because it's everything's so crowded and all that. But I think, yeah, sort of having those ideas sort of tying you back to that identity that they built up, even though... You know, it's like they're in the States now, they're full Americans. They like all the American luxuries and all that. It's just like they have these things that are quite what, good. Like what what American luxuries? Sorry? What are American luxuries? Uh, you know, like cars, first class, all that stuff. Like fancy restaurants. I mean, it's, not Amer- it's not purely American luxuries, <laughs> but like <laughs> just, you know, big houses, big TVs. Stuff like that. Standard luxuries they can find anywhere in the world, but is much more like common in America. Like you're not gonna find everybody having a house in Europe, right? Everybody has to have a house in America unless you're a millennial and then you're stuck renting until you die. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the case here. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was I guess sort of what I took away from that. I don't know. I guess in the terms of dating, like, yeah, things are just changing slowly for the better. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't adapting to the change, like people feel left out. And that's why we have this amazing dating thread on Sundays, which I love to read on Monday lunchtimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting because there's actually a good number of back and forths and conversations and saying how this is not the end of the world if nothing happens. And that really is the case. Like, it's not the end of the world if you get rejected. Just go up and talk to somebody. I mean, even like my last relationship, I was the one who broke it off and I was upset for a couple of days. And then a couple of days later, it's like, well, you know, life goes on. <laughs> so even if they just reject you flat out, then it's like, all right, I never have to talk to this person again if I don't want to. Uh, or I can just completely interact with them like normal. I mean, I don't know. I tend to look at things more... I took that online personality test. I, I don't know if you've seen all these profiles. They have like the int J or architect or whatever. Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Or it's the 16 types. I, I'm going to look it up right now. Or might, yeah, I think it is Myers-Briggs. Right. Yeah, it's I'm ENTP-A. I don't know. All I know is I'm an extroverted person. Like I don't need a test to tell me that. I just like going out and partying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why I'm so weird when it comes to just moving on in relationships. I'm like the logistician, which means like I think of everything more pragmatically, which this doesn't define you, but it has some characteristics why this, I don't know, it could just be bullshit. It's just what you want to hear, but (laughs) it might be more relatable to my brain (laughs) process. It's just like, oh, somebody just broke up with you. It's like, oh, I'm sad for a couple of days. And it's like, all right, whatever. Life goes on. I mean, what's it? 538 did this big personality test thing. Could have done that. that... Oh, that was a while ago, I think. I didn't take that one. You I didn't take it? I thought no. you were a 538 fan. I am. but Clearly I mean, not big enough fan. I know. Well, 
it's busy stuff happening in Fire 38. All the politics and the NDA is starting up again. There's no time for. We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about politics this week. Like, it's too much of a shit show. Just basically, everything. Johnson, (laughs) impeach Trump, and blame the and blame everything on Brexit. That's all we have to do. All right, politics done for this episode. I think we talked about enough politicians last episode. <laughs> We're good on this week, at least. But, so, I guess just going back to the mid-20s, once I finally lost weight and started liking myself again, one thing I did notice is that it was much easier to match with uh, Indian girls than other girls. Is, is that, that still the case? You? Hmm? Is that still the case? Like, more matching with other South Asians? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Would you say it's more Indians than like other like Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Nepali, Sri Lankans? Oh yeah, it's Indians. I mean, I've used the Indian dating app Dilmil, and that's how I've gotten my start of last relationship. But even on just normal dating apps or like standard dating apps like Tinder and Bumble and Hinge, you know, I definitely get matched with more Indians than non-Indians. Don't have Bumble. Any good? Uh, it's good. I mean. It's just like a a more serious version of Tinder, I guess. You just swipe, and you get unlimited swipes. So, like, you know, if you're just bored one night, you can just swipe a billion times, and you don't have to run out of likes. So I've definitely done that a couple of times when I'm waiting for stuff to deploy. It's just like, well, I have my phone out, but I don't really want to check anything because I can just check things on the computer anyway. So we'll just open up an app, swipe right on everybody, and then uh, wait for the code to get done deploying. Yeah. Let's see. Um, have I got a relationship out of a dating app? No. Have I got quite a few dates out of dating apps? Yes. Like, what mm-hmm. do I use? I, I use Dilmil, Hinge, and Tinder. Tinder and Dilmil being the longest. Hinge more recently, being good fun. Yep. Hinge uh, has definitely been the most successful for me in terms of just dates. I've, I'm thinking of all my matches, and I can't remember the last time I had a non-South Asian match. Really? I mean, I get a decent number of matches with white chicks, but it's definitely majority South Asian chicks. I'd say 99.9% South oh. Asian, excluding Dilmil, because Dilmil's definitely just yeah, only yeah. South Asian. That is interesting. Why do you think that is? Because... Just, just preferences, right? Like, people have preferences, I, or they want to share a similar old background. So, like, if they go into a date, and you just talk about this thing, or I talk about this thing... And like I sort of make like I'm very self-deprecating when it comes to dates, so I'll make like fun of myself a little bit, which might not always work, but you know I find it funny for myself. So if it's a South Asian, I can joke about Indian things, stuff like that. Like one of my more common things I used way early on was like, oh, we matched on here. Does that mean we have to get an arranged marriage? Something like that. Just something cheesy to break the ice. You can't really do that with white chicks. (laughs) I don't think I've ever mentioned arranged marriage on. Online dating, but oh, it's just to break the fun. Just to break the maybe ice. I'm that fun. Maybe that's my problem. I'm too, too serious. No, um, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's like in Britain, a bit more conservative. Okay, but I, because again, like most South Asians, come from an Asian background that's more than one generation old, at least right. in our age group, at least. I'm going to say ours because we're not that far apart in age, are we? No, just four years. So you, you, you're ancient in comparison. So 
<laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Without that far apart. Oh, you're fucking ancient? Wow. <laughs> the brutality. The vicious. That is the infamous British wit coming through. Feeling the crush. But no, it's not, even though I'm restricted to any sense, it's just, you know, what can you do? Like, my matches are either people I used to go to school with or oh. university. Really? Yes, and then I normally just respond like, you had your chance at school. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's supposed to be funny. I mean, just when you're opening up, like, all my conversations go, if I can't, like, get, not uh, get a date with them, but, or, yeah, if I can't get a date with them, if I can't, like, get them to meet up with me in, like, six senses, then it's just never going to happen. Because otherwise, we'll just talk about things all day, and then uh, when we ever meet up, we'll just have nothing to talk about anyways. So that's me sort of fun and non-serious online. But yeah, I mean, like outside of some college flings, like all my thing comes from online dating these days. I was going to say like last proper relationship was probably from uni. Yeah, but you know, that ended really badly and that scarred me from like dating in general for quite a while. But, you know, say la vie, like you can't like be hung up about sure. like, about things yeah i mean you're getting da- you're dating now so i mean dating in the sense that I, I haven't got a date in a while but i talked to quite a few people yes yeah you took one for the team and you posted your profile on that thread last week and uh you received a variety of feedback any notes little bits that you feel like could give to other people in a similar situation i'll, go, I'll give up my uh feedback as well about myself and then maybe next time we do one of these, I'll just post my profile. But I'd be sort of interested to hear your thoughts on the feedback that you got. Um, how do I put it? Like, you sh- I think the way I see myself is different to the way I portray myself, clearly, mm-hmm. because a lot of people were suggesting that I look like a fob, which is a ridiculous because all my profiles points out that I'm from four different countries. And- Mm-hmm. And so, so to suggest that I'm phobby is just quite hilarious. But the way I dress and the way I, uh, I think one person described, like in a private message, described me as far too cute. The way I, that's nice. <laughs> I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> but, yeah, she's she says like you need to improve your language to be less cute. Oh, I, I assume she uh, maybe that. Alright, I'm gonna jump in here. That's you know, like everybody is has criticism, blah blah blah, standard disclaimer. But it's like, you know, dating profilers are supposed to be sort of cute and lighthearted, in my opinion. That's worked for me. Like I have nothing in any of my various applications about like, oh, this is what I'm looking for, or, this is my dreams or anything. It's always like, oh, I like karaoke and basketball and I like cooking and just like random bullshit like that. And that does fine with me, because all I really care about is the pictures. They don't really care about the text. And that goes for every girl or every guy. You know, that's that's the price you're going to pay when you get into online dating. It's going to be looks okay. first, everything else after. 99.9%, but let's not say everyone, but the vast majority. Mm-hmm. If, if well, the, in your 20s. I mean, next year, it might just go, like, drastically downhill. And I have to actually include, like, thoughtful things in my profile. But, you know, it's true. Um, what else? People told me to lose weight, which... Mm-hmm. Fair enough, but you know, it's it's a long, hard process, and that's the case with everything. I mean, my um, 
my mama so my mom's brother like went away for three weeks came back and asked me like am i okay because i look quite thin so it's a slow process but you can't always have photos about that yeah what else um some people said like you know i i the case, some people said i lack depth in my photos so i think i need some more bokeh shots or bokoa whatever they called what are they called i don't what are you saying there's, you know, there's portrait mode shots they have oh i don't know what that means <laughs> you know when you have a blurred background so you have more depth oh okay yeah <laughs> i got you I didn't, I didn't know that actually had a word <laughs> So, despite being me in tech, you're much more technologically advanced than me. I'm just sort of throwing my arms around as we speak because I just can't articulate my ineptitude with kids these days. I mean, oh yeah, well, I mean, you're ancient, yes. That would be quiet. I've had gray hair since I was 20, so I've just come to deal with it. So it's all good. Oh my god, I don't have a single gray hair whatsoever. Well, my dad was gray super early too, so we'll just blame him. My mom's dad apparently went bald, but my dad still has his hair. But male power of bald comes from the mom's side, so <laughs> I'm okay with gray hair, but uh, no hair. That is not something that I'd be looking forward to. I'd definitely just get a hair transplant and uh, do the old Indian dude come over thing. That looks ridiculous. That would definitely be me. It's apparently quite cheap in Turkey. I don't know why we're talking about this and why I know, but I remember I know someone who did it. And it's apparently cheap in Turkey. Okay, okay. Well, next time I'm in Turkey, I'm just, well, I, hair hasn't fallen out yet, and my hairline's still good, so uh, I don't have to worry about that just yet, but we'll see in a couple of years. Um, what else did they... People didn't like my my clothing style, my, my fashion choice, which was shocking to me, because most people have awful fashion choices, in my mind. They always wear blue and black and white and very plain, boring clothes. I hate that. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah so Karen, like i i think your fashion sucks balls i mean i've never claimed to be a fashion expert i know my fashion is awful i go to the mall and they're like well i'm not gonna wear any of this so i just don't buy anything no like today what did i wear to dinner i wore suit trousers a black waistcoat a new a white shirt with like little crosses across it blue crosses so you know as a pattern rather than then I wore a paisley bow tie, and then I wore a jacket, like a bomber jacket with peacocks on it. God damn. Well, you wore that jacket a couple of weeks ago, too. You yeah, I did. Yes, yeah, so like... so I wore the same jacket and went to dinner. And no, I don't have a photo of me at dinner because I was too busy eating, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll we'll live, but that jacket does sound sick. I'm going to have to actually get something like that. I want to get a flamingo shirt because my coworker wears that. But uh, anyways, uh, going back to fashion. But no, the point was like you know I was walking around central London with it for a bit, and you know I was getting comments, people coming saying, "Oh, it's a lovely jacket. Where did you get it from, sir?" Oh, but yeah, some, nice. some someone's like yeah, someone was very upset. Like call my top obnoxious, like my Indian clothes obnoxious, saying it was like too bold of a color. And you know it wasn't fashionable, and then proceeded to show no photos of fashionable Indian clothing. But I mean, it would probably just be fashionable Indian clothing would probably just be like the same style, but in dark blue. <laughs> in that <laughs> opinion, yours was like a purplish orange, and it was sort of rainbow, bright pink, bright pink, 
was it bright pink? I don't know. I thought it was orange, but I, anyways, uh, I can't remember. Well, well, but it was very like it was, you know, colorful, and I thought it looked it jumped out. But <laughs> that is definitely something that I could never see myself wearing. So I think that speaks to your personality, you know. I was gonna say, like, I went to a um a French wedding with it, and it was amazing in the sense that everyone wanted to come and talk to me and talk about that jacket. But actually, let me quickly share this story. So, Kieran, have I ever told you the time I went to France four times in one day? You have not. Right, well, no of the listeners heard this story, but they're going to unfortunately listen to it. We'll skip. Like, <laughs> Don't say that, then they might actually do it. No, essentially, it was my best friend's wedding, and it was in France. And we were in Switzerland because the reception was in Switzerland. Mm. And so we thought, okay, we could buy a month, like a day pass for Switzerland. We could use this bus, no problem. It was the cheapest option. So in the morning, I dressed in this very bright pink outfit with an orange tone. And we leave on time and we take the bus and we buy this very expensive bus ticket to go from Switzerland to France and then back and plus our day trip around Geneva so we went went to the wedding all fine and done after the civil ceremony everyone's heading home and people asking oh do you want to lift back or whatever but I'm with my friend Chris and Chris and I said like mate like it's a bus we have the ticket we haven't seen each other in like six months and you know we've got four masters between us, two bachelors. How hard can be catching a bus be, right? And, and so, you know, the bus came in 10 minutes. We were fine. And we so were on the bus from France back to Switzerland. No problem. And we're chatting away. And then after a while, you know, I look up and I look outside the window and I see a sign that says, welcome to France. Be, be prepared to show your passport. And I looked at Chris and said, Chris, like, just check on your phone where the hell we are, because we just came from France. So what happened was we had not only sat on this bus for so long talking in our own conversation, the bus had stopped, terminated, and changed drivers, and we were heading back into France. <laughs> so like, we get off at the next stop straight away. This is when we realized there was a new bus driver. I said, Chris, look, look, when's the next bus? And he's like, 50 minutes. I said, 50 fucking minutes. Okay, right. Um, So what's around us? McDonald's and Leclerc, uh, I think Leclerc with the French supermarket. I said, Chris, like, I'm dressed far too fancy because I am in a pink Shivani. I have cream trousers. I'm wearing, wearing Indian modris, like the proper Indian shoes. Mm. I said, like, we're not going to McDonald's. Like, this is my one refusal. Because Chris was, like, you know, in the appropriate dress wear of, you know, uh, formal khakis, a white shirt, and some smart shoes. And so we went into this French supermarket, and people kept on asking me in French, is it my wedding day? And obviously I responded no, and just thinking to myself, if it was my wedding day, would I be in this supermarket? You just want to grace them with your presence. It's a very important wedding. They should know who you are. 
No, so yeah, we ended up going and spending a lot of time in the supermarket, 15 minutes. Went back and, you know, late in the day we went to Geneva because I wanted a photo by the fountain. Got my photo, came back. But we got back quite a bit late. So we missed our train to head to the next destination. So we proceeded to do what any normal human being would do. And that was to get drunk at a, a non-alcoholic wedding and a sober Muslim wedding. And to take an Uber. And this Uber went via France. <laughs> <laughs> because we saw the French border again and saw the French border police. Was it the same ones? No, probably not. They would have recognized yeah, you. They were the same people, but they didn't rec- They did just let us through. <laughs> they didn't recognize you? You had the same shirt on, man. No, no, we changed. We changed. Oh, okay. We should have kept it on. Then they would have waved you right through. Or maybe they would have just uh, kept you in notice. Like, this guy wearing this <laughs> pink and orange colored shirt is probably smuggling heroin across the border. You know, I pull, <laughs> pull him over. Who would with, with his, that? I'll be a drug with his, with his Chinese counterpart. No, <laughs> very much uh, coming. No, so, I was going to say we we went and you know we partied quite hard and then by the time we realised we were quite late into the night and we missed the last train back home, so we took another Uber and went back via France. So one day went to France four times, and I can say very proudly, Karen, I have not gone back to France since. <laughs> so you've been back to Switzerland, which is yes. Well, it's not basically France. That's its own thing. It's his own thing. It's his own weird place. But again, like my point about the story, if some if someone finally returns after skipping forward, is that you know my outfits were all Indian at the time. You know this was an Indonesian Moroccan wedding in France, mm-hmm. and another one in Switzerland, like another event. And I was wearing these bright Indian clothes, and everyone loved it. And then when I decided to put one of these photos on my dating profile, people were like. Mate, that's too much. There's oh, a bit of a. I wonder what the show actually sort of matches you on your dating profile because I assume that's sort of remained constant, right? What? Like whenever you match, have they mentioned the shirt? No, no one's ever mentioned it. Yeah, it's just something. I mean, I guess if you want to change some, something up, but I mean, like I have normal, you know, me shirt and t- shirt and jeans and stuff like that you know, with my mom, and then another picture of me in a basketball game, another picture of me in Costa Rica. It's just very standard, boring shit. <laughs> and I still manage to get a decent, like, uh, number of matches. But it's usually just because, like, I think most girls, especially on the non-more committed apps, they just get endless amounts of uh, peni thrown their ways. I don't P-N-I. know if it's plural. Penises? I don't yeah. know. They just get DM'd a lot of dicks. Literally, uh, so you know, if you just talk to them like normal people, because hey, that's what they are, they will respond to you, and either you can keep talking to them, or you know, it gets shut down. And you realize, like, oh, nothing is gonna happen. So, and then you well, move we, on with your life. You, but you don't throw a random pun at their name, like our Tinder told me on Reddit. I mean, that just takes way too much effort. <laughs> so, girls, he's right too. <laughs> so, no, may go to. Tinder Reddit. I mean, that's where all guys get their puns from. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what, what I've been taught by the internet. Like, anytime you match with a girl, you throw a pun at their way. Only if they ask for it in their profile. 
I remember one time somebody asked for an profile. I was like, do you want a pun or like a limerick? And then I just ran, made up this random limerick and I like, oh, wow. I was like, wow, I get nothing except an oh, wow. And then I just match with them. If you can't appreciate my artistic gift for creating good limericks, then he's not worth this guy. I mean, I think the last time I saw someone ask for a pun, I just said, like, don't panic, it's Hanukkah. I'm the mechanic who sank the Titanic. <laughs> they didn't ask for a pun in your name, did they? It, they never, they weren't specific. They just asked for a pun. Well, they said they liked puns. It was just pure reflex, because that's your <laughs> That's what, that's why I used to be teased with a similar, like, line when I was in pre-primary school. Because that's when James fucking Cameron had to fucking release the Titanic. <laughs> so it's just been embedded into your soul. So whenever <laughs> somebody has to respond, it's just like the first thing that comes out. Hey, I introduced Amazing. myself. Don't panic, it's Hanuk for a reason. I know, but you don't leave out the Titanic part. Or you do leave out the Titanic part. I think that should become you... part of your thing now, too. What, I'm the mechanic who sank the Titanic? <laughs> That'd be very memorable. <laughs> if I was to go, I'd be like, oh damn, this guy's creative. <laughs> Uh, all my opening lines are just like, hey, uh, I don't know. It's not hey. Like, know. You know, there's a Tinder podcast. Though. There is. I'm, there's a podcast for everything. There's a podcast for this show. Uh, <laughs> called Chai Noon. Uh, Facebook, Chai Noon Show. Chai Noon Show at gmail.com. Did you get the Twitter account? I was busy, man. I'll do it this week. I'll actually like promote it this weekend. Chai Noon 1. Chai Noon 1 on Twitter at the moment. Yep. Hey, we got a follower. I think that's me. No, I got another one. Got another one? Bloody hell. It's like a, a meteoric rise to the stratosphere. But yeah, that, that, That's a, what, a 50% increase from last week. I know. If just keep this up. We'll be at... Oh, God. Like we can, we can list ourselves on IPO on the New York Stock Exchange, like WeWork, and then charge a couple of... 15 billion or something for absolutely nothing not like you know like jealous or anything yeah and then uh <laughs> don't go public and fire the ceo sounds about right <laughs> sorry we'll never knowingly take your money unless you want to give it to us then we'll take your money if you want but we haven't even set up all that anyways because whatever no patreon just yet <laughs> <laughs> this is a dating thing so do you think so what, what, what do, what do you think of my profile, then? All right, what do I think of your profile? I think it does need, like, a normal picture of you in a normal outfit. I do think that. <laughs> <laughs> Just being completely honest, because, you know, uh, like, I, this is, like, another one of my guidelines. This is something that I've started posting in, in that Reddit recently. It's just, like, people are much more relaxed when you actually smile at them in pictures. It's, like, not creepily, like, the Joker smile or anything like that, but just smile like a normal human being and, uh, look genuine then people will like that in real life too <laughs> even though like when i'm at my desk coding i just look like the fucking mummy like i never smile at work pretty much <laughs> but just out and about on pictures and stuff like that smiles are great but yeah having a profile and you like in shirt and jeans i think is good too because i don't think you have any pictures like that you i know you have your picture of switzerland and all that and that's cool I thought your descriptions were fine, but I mean, I am a guy, so I don't have that woman's perspective. Like, and all, I can just speak from personal experience. I've never had like, this is what I'm looking for or anything like that. These are my values. And I don't think it's purely necessary, but maybe it's different for other people. I was going to say, I don't 
remember the last time I wore shirts in a jean. What? I can't remember the last time I wore shirts in a jean. What about just like going to a bar? Just normally? Yeah, I normally wear like colorful khakis. Or like yellow trousers or red trousers or green trousers. I think if you have that in every picture, it does make you look like you're trying a little bit too hard. I mean, that's just me in general. I know. Just try, trying a little bit too hard. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I, I guess I don't look like I'm trying at all. <laughs> I mean, I wear braces, like, you know, every day. What do you call them? Suspenders. Oh, yeah. Suspenders. I wear that every day. I wore that tonight with a waistcoat, as I said. You know, my, my casual wear right. on a Friday includes a bow tie. The last time I wore a suit was over a year ago. Man, like, you, you need to pick it up in my <laughs> The point of working in software is that eventually I will go to a company where I can just wear a hoodie every day. You see, this is the, I just don't find that comfortable. Really? I just find it so, like, meh. It is meh. It's very nondescript, but it is extremely comfortable. I just don't, I find, like, am I, me- am I not meant to sleep? Like, put it this way, Kieran, like, even though... I know I've been let go from a job. I bought a new iron to improve my like, ironing times for my shirts. God. The last <laughs> time I ironed a shirt was over a year ago as well. <laughs> this is not helping the... Well, this is interesting because this is just like a complete contrast of what we sort of put out there for other genders to, bow- to judge us on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like until recently you've had success, right? You've gone on dates. It's not like completely barren. No, 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 like yeah. So it works I, for you. I, I get Lord at least two to three matches a week. Yeah, so it works for you. <laughs> I just can't imagine wearing a shirt every day. Oh well, let me paint a Even picture. On the weekend, I will wear a shirt. Picture this: on a typical weekend, you know, I get out the shower, I pull on a t-shirt, and then I'm like, all right, you know, I put on some jeans. All right, I'm ready, going out. <laughs> That's just that. That is how you can imagine it, because you said you couldn't imagine it. That was a, a very vivid picture. And all my clothes are uh, dark. <laughs> or, like, white. Or boring, I guess. No, white, white is fine, because you can accessorize. Oh, I don't accessorize at all. I don't even, like, comb it, my hair. Yeah, like, someone called my haircut phobby. Like, no, it, it's just what suits my face. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Like, it's, it's sort of a bowl cut? That's what I think of whenever I think of a phobby haircut. Just sort of... I don't have a bowl, bowl cut. cut. At all. I know you don't, but I don't... I, that's like sort of the stereotype that comes to my mind when I think about Bobby haircut. No, like there is no such thing as a Bobby haircut. Like you know, there's a billion people. There's a billion types of haircuts. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't. Like you know, it's like suggesting there's a gender for a color. There's no like nationality for a haircut. Yeah, I mean, it, like if I just expand this screen uh, a little bit uh, in a second, yeah, you look like. A normal, like, short hair. Wow. <laughs> I don't think... I, there is no, like... I guess if you had, like, a big stash, then that would sort of be Fobby. But, I mean, I'm growing out my beard and all that right now, so I guess I'm Fobby, too. I would love a stash. Really? Oh, yeah. mine just goes out with the beard. Uh, I'd love just a stash for, like, two weeks. I would never keep it, but for, like, two weeks, I just want to twirl it once. <laughs> Just like sinisterly when something uh, perplexing has happened. Anything, just like, hmm, that's interesting. Twelve. <laughs> like I want to play like Monopoly and, and just get some mustache wax and get the handlebar mustache. 
pretty much like based I want to play a game of Monopoly against one of my younger cousins. Like think, ooh, should I build a hotel? I'm in twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally it. I mean, that's what it comes to mind. Think of this like rich fat cat or this old western cowboy or this caveman. Well, not not for just the mustache, but <laughs> so I guess that's why I started to lead all my dating profiles recently is because you know. I'm actually trying to put on weight. I'm like, I don't really want to deceive anybody by looking different than what I, my normal profile pictures look like. <laughs> so, uh, so I had this sort of pseudo relationship until a couple days before my birthday. I guess it was it was sort of a relationship, but we didn't see each other that much. And then I spent August, you know, like dating around. I got like a good number of dates, but the problem is that a lot of the things I'm not in the most local places. So this is a problem when you're matched with a lot of brown people. They live a little bit further away in another bigger city nearby called Boston. So, and I don't live in Boston. I live a little bit further away. So it was just getting annoying going every weekend to Boston. And then so, it's like, so you're saying you live in the middle of nowhere? No, I live in I live in another smaller city near. It's called in Rhode Island called Providence, but smaller. And there's not as many Indian people there. And I match more with Indian people. So. So you live in the middle, you live in a village. Yeah, I live in the middle of nowhere, basically a village. I mean, like, I know we talked about this a long time ago, but I grew up in a town of, like, 30,000 people, which is just... <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, Providence only has 180,000 people, so it's six times bigger, but still quite small. And Boston has probably one million in the metropolitan area, but just in the city, it's 600,000. So, but... It's not even that big, it's only a million people. Yeah, well, I mean, New York is like four hours away, and that's the third biggest city in the world. So, in the world, right? Isn't it like uh, Mexico City, Tokyo, New York City, something like that? Yeah, Mom- there's Tokyo, Mumbai, Delhi, Shanghai, Mexico City. There's loads of big cities. New York's big. Like, don't get uh, me wrong. I'm not I saying, I'm not saying that... New York is small, but it's not the biggest. All right, I'm gonna Google this. I think they're counting the entire metropolitan area. So, like. So I think the entire metropolitan area of New York has like 20 million people. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. Well, you, I don't. You got screen in front of you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Your your New York is not top 10. <laughs> oh, but, uh, so I'm right. So is Delhi yeah, top 10? Yeah, but judging metropolitan, it is in the top 10. So no, it's not a big city, mate. Like, New York is just a shit London. <laughs> New York, London go- is a shit New York. New York is just a shit London. I'll, I'll happily defend. That comment against well, I've any never New York, but I've had a lot of good memories in New York, so Look, I'm not that just, passionate about it. It's really simple. You guys think you have culture, but you don't. You have a park, not parks. <laughs> this is all true, but we have the big ball that drops down on New Year's Eve where people stand in line for six hours and get adult diapers and all that. Does New York have a stolen diamond from India sitting in a castle? No. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to imply something is that going to be your next great heist I'm going to say the Kanori diamond is you know a controversial issue for myself being British and Indian <laughs> well I think it's up to you to reclaim it just uh, make sure you don't wear that shirt then they'll be able to pick you out of the line pretty easily I think nah. so when matching with Indian girls uh, like do you just talk about Indian stuff I mean, like, when I meet up with Indian girls, they're like, oh, do you watch this Bollywood stuff? I'm like, no, I don't watch Bollywood. And I think I've already mentioned this. 
<laughs> like, multiple times, multiple times. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, just talk about normal life stuff. And maybe that's why I haven't had that many relationships on the dating apps uh, in general, just a couple. But, you know, that's, that's sort of what happens. It's just like you just have this image of you and then you chat for a bit and then you meet up. And then it's just like, oh, this person is a little bit different than what I expected. But I'm, I don't try to lie. My dating apps, like, you know, what you see is what you get, I guess. But for you, like, do you guys bond over, you know, Indian cooking and all that? No, not at all. Mainly because I'm trying to think, like, in the last, like, three relationships, I've been teaching people how to cook. I even had an argument about some, with someone about how to cut a tomato. But in all fairness to me, she was using a single hand with the knife and the tomato. That's and just cut in wedges, right? No, 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 no. Like she, she with with one hand would use a knife to cut the tomato in the same hand, and I was just like, "What the hell are you doing?" Oh boy! Like you know, let alone from a health and safety aspect, this is just slow. <laughs> yeah, I've been told that I'm not very fun to work with inside the kitchen, but that's all. I'm that's only with my mom. When it's a date, I just have them sit back. <laughs> No, but like I'm trying to think. Like, I normally teach people how to cook. I remember teaching one person how to make an omelet before. <laughs> I was like, she was she was making she was cooking and making an omelet for us. And I was just like, that's not an omelet. That's scrambled eggs. And like, just I I had to intervene. I oh, I couldn't. I didn't like you know. This was just wrong. <laughs> Did she take it well, or was she like, well, you know, this guy's a fuckhead. I'm just uh, not going to see him again. We did go out again. Okay. We uh, we didn't we did not continue going out. But at least it wasn't because of the omelet. You didn't. Maybe uh, it might it might have been. I don't know. Well, if there was a second date, then it probably wasn't because of the first date. Well, I mean, we I didn't. She didn't cook for me on the first date. Oh, or whatever. You know, subsequent. We'll just use that word and say that. But no, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've actually like met someone and talked about. Bollywood or anything like that. I did have a ma- I did match with someone recently from Mumbai mm-hmm. and I was talking to her about a bar because in her profile she has a photo of this bar that I've been to but that just ended very quickly because quite frankly she wasn't that interesting because I don't get these I don't get people who send one or two line responses or two word responses it's just like why I, I can't I'm not interested in carrying this conversation <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they should understand that, too. And a lot of people do understand that. That's why it's like, you know, chit-chat for a couple of sentences and then say, hey, do you want to meet up sometime? And then usually they're like, yeah. Because they're going to match with you if they're attracted to you physically. That's how it works. Pretty <laughs> chat is nice and all that, but uh, that's how it works in dating apps. But yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's sort of another thing. I guess if you're Indian, speaking as somebody who is decidedly not Indian except is trying to be Indian, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to talk about things that you are forced to feel like you have to talk about. You talk about things that you like, and then the other person will admire that passion, or they will say, you know, that's not something that I'm interested in, let's talk about something else, or if there's too many things, then there just won't be a second date, or something like that, and then you move on. Yeah. So dating is sort of scary. Like, when I, was, when I first like, lost weight, my first couple of dates were fucking nightmares. Because I just had completely lost all practice. So you do have to practice a bit. But what's the worst date you've been on? 
So I was chatting to this girl quite a bit, matched on Delmo, and she lived in New York City, and this was back when I was in Connecticut. And so we were chatting for like a couple weeks, and this is when I didn't know you just should keep it at a couple lines and then just sort of meet up. But I went on vacation to Costa Rica, and then this whole time I, we, was, we were chatting, and then like I finally got back and said, all right, let's meet up. Or we both agreed to that. And so we met up, and then it was just like there were periods where we just had nothing to talk about because like we felt like we just said everything over the phone. And then it was just like, all right, you know, I guess we should just go to the bar. And then it was also the middle of the day. So, like, I mean, that's a perfectly fine time to go drinking in New York City. But it was just so awkward. There was nothing to talk about because we already talked about everything. I mean, and that's I, the perfect time to do shots in my mind. <laughs> in the middle of the day, though. And then the... It's, it's 6 p.m. somewhere. This is one of the things that I find annoying for any race, for dudes and females is that they always have this sort of backup plan in case the date doesn't last. So they always have you in, on this artificial timeline. It's like, all right, you know, I have this other thing that I have to go to at a certain time. So, like, you feel a little bit of pressure. If you end up Bro, having a conversation like that, you sort of want to keep it going. You don't uh, have exit plans? I don't have exit plans. Why would I make exit plans? In case something goes wrong. You know, then I'll just leave. Like, well, you just walk up and get up and just say, yeah, no, good no, I'll say, oh, all right, that's fine. Let's talk about doing this again sometime. I have to go. I don't have, have I don't, I, I don't form exit plans in my mind uh, or plan them. I don't like meet up with other people if I'm in Boston. Uh, I don't even with my friends who live in Boston as well. It's just like, all right, you know, that didn't work out. All right. So hold on. Let's continue with this worst date. So you, you're in this yeah, bar. So like first we got brunch at this Mediterranean restaurant. So I had bomb with samosas. So we got a, a bit drunk. But then I was also on edge because this was like my second day after losing all my weight. So like I was constantly referring to myself as fat me. And she was like, why are you talking about fat you? Like she never saw like a picture of fat me before. Why are you talking about this? And then, you know, she, I was like, and then we went to a hookah bar afterwards. And I, like, I don't smoke hookah. And then there was a basketball game on, and so I was like, oh, the Knicks are playing this game. You should teach me about basketball. I was like, well, you know, it's, it's not that interesting. And then it's it was the just Knicks. like, everything that possibly I could say wrong, I did. And then it just Can got you more. mind giving an example? Yeah, just, you know, she tried to show an interest in something that I was passionate about, and she wanted to ex- mind me to explain the basketball game that was going on. I was like, oh, it's a little bit too complicated. And then I just took a drag on the hookah, and I was like, well, you know, this sucks. And it was, an, it was annoying because we had good chemistry talking to each other online. And I think that's why it sort of sticks out to me more than just other dates that would just end shorter. But it was like, well, I sort of built up this image of her in my head over three weeks. And then since we just chatted the entire time, when you actually met in real life, nothing to say. <laughs> so it was definitely mostly on me. I'd say 99% was on me, and then 1% was bring, her bringing me to a hookah bar when I don't smoke hookah. So, do you know what she does, what's happened to her since? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you might have exchanged numbers. Oh, uh, I snapped her a couple of times, but, yeah. <laughs> I think that was sort of the worst, because, again, you know. That's, Jonas, that's not that bad. That's just well, I haven't... A- until that was just, I guess, the most memorable that sticks out in my head. Because all my dates actually go pretty well in my head. And then, you know, they usually sort of like, do you want to meet up again this time? Oh, I'm busy. Or they said that, or I say that. And then it just sort of fizzles out after that. 
because we're busy. We're everybody's busy. Like I, a lot of the people I match with because they're brown are like doctors, <laughs> so they have doctor schedules or medical schedule schedules, and so they are very legitimately busy. <laughs> and then it's like, well, you know, I guess we can't really have a second date if everybody's always busy. I guess that's fair enough. It's a good excuse. Mm. What I mean, about you? Just, what was your let's just say my worst date. I think the worst date I'm willing to share. Mm-hmm. There, there's one worse, but I'm not willing to share that online <laughs> or anywhere. That's perfectly fine. Now um, that I'll be brought up. So, so this this girl is going to be eternally known as Rice. Like, so have you ever heard of um, Coffee Meets Bagel? Yeah, I've used that as well. So I used to have an account with Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, the keyword here is used to. And, you know, matched up with this girl. Like This is when I was doing my master's. She was uh, a year younger than me. She was an accountant at one of the big four firms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we chatted for a while and things were going well. And I said, look, do you want to just go for grab a coffee and go for a walk? You know, at Regent's Park. Now, my plan, right, in my head was go for a late afternoon walk in Regent's Park. Mm-hmm. And at the top of Regent's Park is Primrose Hill. So that's a view of London. And nearby is Camden Town, Camden Market. It's a really good place to grab food. So if things are going really well, go grab dinner afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Plan set out. But if things were okay, you know, you can end the date. Like we just went for a walk around the park with some coffee, as suggested, right? See, an exit plan. So we met up at the bottom of um, the park at Great Portland Street Station and grabbed a coffee. We were walking, we were talking. Things were going pretty smooth. Not going to lie. Quite happy. We finished the first coffee and it was going quite well. Mm-hmm. And we th- we recycled our cups because that's the correct thing to do. And then, you know, so imagine someone to the right of you right now. Okay. And she reaches into her handbag and she pulls up like this small packet of rice. Like, oh, like, have you ever been to like Mandir or to the temple and then you have like the sweets yeah. or prashad? Yeah. So a, a small bag like like that with uncooked rice. <laughs> like, oh man, it gets so much worse. Well, that's just odd. It's not like particularly awful. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, let me continue. So while we're talking, she takes some of the rice, puts it into her hand, and then pulls her hand close to her mouth and then spits in it. And when I mean spit, like audible, like, you know, I'm like a good, you know, half meter away and I could hear her spit into her hand and then she throws it in between us. Now, Kieran. Yeah. So, you know, you know what was going through my mind at that very moment? She's batshit. No, what the fuck? Yeah, she's batshit crazy. No, 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 no. It was like, what the fuck? And then followed by what the actual fuck is going on. <laughs> because I was just talking, I was just like thinking, what the fuck has just happened? Like, I was just having a relatively normal conversation. I've agreed to get another coffee with this girl because it's still early. All right. So you just put rice that she just grabbed from her bag randomly, put into her hand and spat on it. And you know what's really bad? She didn't even look behind us. She didn't like check if there was like some random couple was people behind us and she just threw the rice at mm-hmm. and i'm not like culturally dense i know some people throw rice over their shoulder 
you know, because of get rid of bad luck and, you know, bad juju, right? Yeah, that's like salt, though, right? Yeah, but like, rice you know, but, but, but like some families I know in South India throw rice. Okay. Not the most common thing, but, you know, I'm not that culturally dense. And so I ask, and she says, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get rid of the bad juju between us. And I'm just thinking, girl, I, I haven't even known you for 45 minutes of my entire life in reality here. And you just, like, try to get rid of my juju. My, like, you know, this is my magic to deal with my back. You know, my bad luck. You don't touch that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is... all, I think, all I was thinking, like, you know, any chance of any future of this continuing was over. <laughs> so uh, did she, like, did she... Like, did he just leave her on top of the hill afterwards, or was she like, you know, it was going well with her as well, and then she was... No, I've already agreed to this coffee, so I'm thinking, I need to abort, I need an exit <laughs> strategy. This is why you always have an exit strategy, always. And, you know, this is why I strongly believe in God, because I, I can't remember who, but I got, a re- I got a call from a friend, unplanned, and I don't know what they said. I didn't really give a shit. I couldn't care less. But I got a phone call. I could use it as leverage. <laughs> and I said, oh, like, hey, you want to grab dinner tonight? Like, are you sure? Like, oh, you're leaving the country soon. And you forgot. Right? Oh, okay. Like, where are you? Greenwich. Greenwich is on the opposite side of London for anyone caring to listen. Like, you could only do dinner tonight. Like, okay, well, I'm a bit busy at the moment, but maybe I can meet you slightly later than planned. Right? Mm. Slightly later than the plan was just any time, like, not to grab tea and coffee with this girl anymore because it was game over. And, you know, I said, look, I'm sure we'll sort something out soon. So I, like, you know, put down the phone, like, I'm really sorry about this. Like, you know, but, like, this is my good school friend. Well, not my good friend, but this is a school friend. He's leaving, he's doing drinks, and, you know, I'm going to go see him. Right? It's a first date, right? What's she going yeah. to do? Yeah, and so we agree not to grab coffee and walk back to the station and have a like you know meandering. And you know what the chat wasn't that bad, but Karen, like you know they talk about red flags or oh, things. Yeah. Look, I never thought spitting on rice was something I was so apparently against. That's your new deal breaker. Yeah, it's it's a deal breaker, definitely a deal breaker on my behalf. Like, don't spit on rice, especially on a first date. Don't mess yeah. with my juju. I'm just going to get Tinder Gold or Tinder Plus. You know, <laughs> the most beautiful Indian woman lady, lady ever and find you there, match you and say, oh, I spit, out, I spit on rice and throw it between. I, I'm really against bad juju. I'm anti-juju. <laughs> no, and like, you know, we walked back, said our goodbyes. And, you know, we hadn't exchanged numbers. And this is, is like, you know, why I continue to pray to God. Like, I say, thank the Lord. I did not exchange my numbers with this woman. And we say our goodbyes, and I leave her. And I, you know what? Some of my friends have said, "Honey, that was a horrible thing of you to do to ghost her, to like not give her number, leave her like that." But then, then again, she spat on rice. <laughs> if that's a deal breaker, man, you know. If, what do you mean, if, if that's, that's a deal breaker, breaker never knew that existed. On rice. I don't know. Like, like you could have eaten that, man. <laughs> she spat on rice. And... Very wasteful. Not true. <laughs> She would never have uh, the rice if she was a true Indian. Yeah, so 
as I said, like, so as I said, like, that's probably, that's, and think about that's not even the worst date I've been on. That's just the worst one I'm willing to share. <laughs> okay. It's a good story, at least. Mine was just so, like, uh, this is my more like uh, how I imagine other people going on their first dates. <laughs> like, so bad that it's very unmemorable. It's only memorable because you know how bad it was. It wasn't like a funny thing that you can repeat to your friends. And, it's not as though she spat on rice. Yeah. That's a deal breaker, I think. And you know what the worst thing is? I don't remember her name, but I know I remember this story so vividly. <laughs> that I've just because I kept on describing her as the rice girl. She's known as rice to me. Mm. <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Every time you see rice now, just go through Vietnam Vietnam flashbacks. I don't know about Vietnam flashbacks, but I don't really like eat that much rice things. Oh god. I eat two meals of rice a day, basically. Two thing, when was the last time I had rice in my mouth? <laughs> I think four or five days ago. That's just put you off forever. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Don't like if someone spat on lentils in the middle of the day, I don't know what I would do. I think I might starve to death. <laughs> that would be okay in my book. I don't even like tells much anyway. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just join you. Fuck lentils. <laughs> so that's another key for anybody out there. You know, if you go on dates, you'll have funny stories like this happen to you or you'll have uh, learning experiences like what happened to me because everything's a learning experience. <laughs> you might realize you have deal breakers that you've never actually considered that might actually be a thing. Yes, but also don't spit on rice, like, for love God. I think that's a good way to end this episode for now. Ooh, should that be the title of the episode, Don't Spit on Rice? <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking I need to come up with like a creative title name, because that's sort of a thing now, but uh, don't spit on rice. I'll have to like, timestamp this and just put in timestamps of the, the Rice Girl story. But uh, that's it for this episode of uh, Chai Noon. I hope you enjoyed the premiere dating episode. Uh, in the future, if we get questions, we'll like answer them, I guess. <laughs> but uh, for now, we will close this episode out. Um, but yeah, please be sure to follow us on the social media. Chai Noon 1 on Twitter, Facebook, Chai Noon Show. Gmail is Show at gmail.com. And then uh, all the various... Podcast, podcasts and uh spotify and all that and i will try to work on it more this weekend so it actually looks like it's alive <laughs> instead of just a blank faceless twitter profile well i mean i have to make that new twitter profile and also check out Honix blog you know i haven't posted anything since i'm like i've been yeah i've been too a bit like self-pitying and like drinking clearly too much last week was insane you just had work every day. And then this week, I mean, it's only been like a week, right? Since you posted. Because I, I read the episode, the post last week. I've already forgotten because I have an awful memory. But that was, that was the beginning of the previous week. Oh, yeah. But uh, be sure to check out hpcotechid.com. And also <laughs> go to the Sunday Ding thread for all your various uh, Monday afternoon reading enjoyment on our ABC and Bessies. And uh, we will see you all next time. Any last words? 
Don't spit on rice. Like, seriously, please don't spit on rice. Like, it's just wasteful. Let alone anything else. Ladies, take it from us. <laughs> don't spit on rice. Alright, see y'all next time.